as you begin to both write your book and publish your book and also embrace this messenger life, there is going to be many times, many situations, many scenarios where you're going to feel like quitting or giving up. You're going to feel like you don't want to do this anymore. Let me give you a little story. I, I hope I don't get in trouble later. But so we've had four children. I was there. I didn't give birth to them. I didn't have to go through that part of the responsibility. But on our fourth child, which was actually quite difficult, it was quite challenging. We, we thought she was going into labor. We went to the hospital. They're like, oh, yeah, you're not ready. Go do this. Go walk. Go run. Go jump. Blah, blah, blah. We do all that. Come back. Still not ready. And mom is just mom's miserable. Mom's in pain. It's not feeling good. It's really, oh, my gosh, this is not this is not fun. This is not fun anymore. And, uh, and she was full term and she's ready to go. But it was, uh, it was frustrating because we were ready. Mom was ready. We thought the baby was ready. Our fourth child was ready. And it was taking much longer than we had hoped. And going to the hospital, leaving the hospital, and going to the hospital, and leaving the hospital. And sometimes we felt like the nurses or the doctors, oh, you're not ready. You don't even care. And we had a completely different perspective. But finally, when she finally is ready and she's in the delivery room, there was a point where my wife, Teresa, looked at me and she said, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. She's meaning she's getting, she's just minutes away from birthing our fourth child, which we named Promise, by the way. And she looks at me and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And of course, everybody else in the room we all just, I have done this a few times. So I'm like, oh, I know how to respond to this. Do you ever just feel like that? When the assignment, it feels so overwhelming. It feels scary. You don't feel the support. You don't feel like doing this anymore. But regardless, no matter how Teresa felt at that moment, that baby was coming. And of course, a couple of minutes later, all is well. But there are times in our life when we have received the assignment and we've started the process of embracing that assignment where we hit these roadblocks and we're tired and we're facing things and we're facing people and there are there's warfare and there are roadblocks and there are speed bumps. And sometimes it feels like it's one speed bump after the other again and again. And you feel jostled and you feel out of place and you feel a tremendous amount of discomfort. And you begin to question yourself and you begin to question God if you really want to do this. And in that moment, you have to be settled. That's why. Man's opinion and man's applause can't be what makes or breaks you. If we let the approval 
of people and man's opinion in the beginning, then when we get to that place where we're just about ready to birth that book or birth that assignment or birth that calling and step into that place that God has been positioning us for, we will quit and we will sabotage what he has designed for us to do because we were already off track in the first place because people were our track. People's opinion was our track versus God's. So when God becomes the foundation of it all, he becomes the source of it all. Then when the process gets to that point where you say, I can't do this anymore, the pressure is too heavy, I can't move, I can't think, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, that relationship, that friendship of you knowing him versus knowing what somebody else thinks or feels or is acting on will be the deciding factor. So you're becoming a messenger. You know what? You're going to write this book. You're going to write this book. You're going to publish this book. You're going to, you're going to get your message out there. But that does not necessarily mean that you will allow the full process of becoming a messenger because you can write a book without being his messenger. So let me give you a few characteristics of becoming God's messenger. You guys doing okay? Take a little drink here. Do you need a break? Or you're like, hello, this is really hard. The whole purpose of this is to encourage you <laughs> because you're going to you're going to get into those moments where you feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. You're going to, if you're not already, there will absolutely be resistance. There were, the more you're embracing the friendship of God, the more you're embracing being God's deliverer, it's like the ante goes up. But if I can encourage you, eventually you get to the point it doesn't affect you anymore. You're so hidden in the Lord. I want to be in that place. I want to be so hidden by the Lord and in the Lord that the intoxicating wine of the world, man's opinions, I'm good, I'm great, I'm awful, I'm terrible, whatever it may be, their grading system doesn't determine whether I graduate into what God has for me. I'm graduating because I am deeply hidden with the Lord. You will begin to love the wilderness. You'll begin to love the pit because it's glorious there, because he's there. And then when you are so numb to everything and everyone else, you're so numb to it, that's when God moves you up. That's when promotion comes. You're numb to it because now you're ready. The problem is we allow too many people to be put into places and they're not numb yet. They're not, they're not numb to the intoxicating wine that people provide. Here's some characteristics of being a messenger. I hope you'll embrace it. A messenger is an individual, is a person that serves as somebody as serves as a carrier 
of information. They serve as a carrier of messages. They serve as a carrier of news between different parties. Put this together. Messengers have a responsibility. They have a responsibility for transmitting messages accurately, efficiently, effectively between the sender and the recipient. Now, that's not the only reason that you go through editing, but it certainly helps. So if, let's just deal with this. If you have so much pride about your message that you're not teachable and you're like, you're just, God spoke this to me. God showed this to me. And you, there is no flexibility and you're not teachable at all. Then it's, you're going to have a really difficult time finding a good mentor, finding an editor, and certainly find, finding a publisher that doesn't want to just take your money and actually wants to help you create an accurate message. The messenger is responsible to take the message and accurately communicate from the sender and the recipient. The actual term messenger can, means that you're taking something that doesn't belong to you, that belongs to somebody else, and giving it to someone to hear and to respond. So it's not actually your message. So you're writing the, you're putting this all together, but you are the one that is responsible for transmitting the message that belongs to God. The message is his, you're the messenger. Make sense? So here's some keys. Here's some keys and characteristics. Number one, communication, much like friends, right? But a key characteristic of a messenger is that is communication. Messengers are primarily involved in the act of communication. Some way, somehow. Now, you might not be speaking it or teaching it verbally, orally, but in some way, you are conveying a message. You're conveying the information. You're conveying instruction from one party to another party, from God to another party. You facilitate. Man, raise your hand. I'm the great, I'm a facilitator to exchange God's ideas, God's message, God's values, and important details to other. Second key in characteristics of a messenger is delivery. To deliver it. The messenger has been entrusted. They have been, there's a value that has been put on the messenger's life, and they've been entrusted with a task to deliver a message. So you don't get to just hear the message. You actually have to deliver the message. You actually have to do something with it. Number three, uh, boy, is anybody just feeling like a little Holy Spirit hacked right now? Just, oh, 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 oh yeah. Third characteristic, key characteristic of a messenger, reliability. Reliability. Messengers are expected to be reliable, to be trustworthy, in order to ensure the accuracy and the integrity of the message. Have you ever, did you play that game? I think they still play it. Like, what do we call it? Like, 
grapevine or heard it through the grapevine or whatever, and you get 20 people in a row and one person whispers into that first person's ear, something that takes three, four, five seconds, just one sentence. And by the time it gets to the 20th person, it's not even the same at all. The messenger doesn't get to do that. They have to be trustworthy. They have to ensure the accuracy, the integrity of the information. They don't get to change it. Oh, God, that's really good, but I think you don't get to be God's editor. The messenger faithfully represents the original message with no alteration and bias. This is why God's dealing with places in your soul that haven't been healed, been healed yet. As you begin to write your book, God starts dealing with places in your soul that need healing. God starts dealing with mindsets that need to be torn down. God begins to deal with mindsets that need to be established so that you can faithfully represent the original message. You don't get to have bias. You don't get to have opinion, and you don't get to alter it. And that's why God deals with those things, because whatever is in you will come out. So you're going to write it out of what's in you. Make sense? So reliability. The fourth key characteristic, this is interesting, is speed and efficiency. Speed. Like speed and efficiency. A messenger has to prioritize prompt delivery of the message. The messenger needs wisdom. As you're delivering God's message, you need the wisdom of the Lord, not just what it is, but also when it's supposed to be delivered. But you need that speed of God. You need the efficiency of God. It needs to be timeless. It needs to be efficient because the message is crucial. And it's crucial that the information reaches the intended recipient in the right manner, in a timely manner not too late and not too early. The fifth characteristic is you bridge the gap. You bridge the gap between what God's saying and who he's saying it to. You act as an intermediary role. You get to be that bridge and facilitate the communication and facilitate the exchange of the message, the exchange of the information. Change the way that you're thinking about writing this book. One that's just going to write the book and put it on Amazon and, and hooray. But to actually be the one who's called to facilitate communication and the exchange between God and the people he wants to hear that message. You, as a bridge, you help overcome barriers. So in that, that fifth key and characteristic as a bridge, in that role, bridging the gap, you help overcome the barrier of there being distance between the message and the recipient. You bridge that gap. You build that bridge. You build something so that people can receive and hear that message.